Which Utah Utes are in for big games against the Washington Huskies as Utah looks for the monumental upset on the road? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time joining our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Well over 2,100 subscribers now, so greatly appreciate all of you who continue to support our show and listen every day. It truly means the world to me, and I know everyone at the Lockdown Network, too, so we appreciate that greatly. Today's episode of Lockdown Youth is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Jace Medical, empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we are diving into Utah's matchup with the Washington Huskies just a day away now. And what a showdown it figures to be for Utah. I just, as a college football fan in general, I just get excited when best on best go at it. And the Utah defense taking on the Washington offense is that. And then when you're talking about the rest of the game in general, it's going to come down to, okay, Washington defense has been middle of the pack. Utah offense has obviously had their ups and downs this season. Which unit on that side of the ball is going to step up? And that is where I want to start because as great as the matchup is between the Utah defense and the Washington offense, I think that Bryson Barnes is a chance here to just have another incredible performance. I think when we think back on what Bryson did against USC, it was incredible. And it was the kind of performance you needed out of him where he wasn't, he, it was incredible for what he can do, right? It wasn't like an earth shattering quarterback performance, but just what we, what you needed to see out of Bryson with his legs in particular, he just made winning plays so many winning plays throughout that game. And that's what he'll need to do against Washington. The game will not rest on his shoulders, but he could very well be one of the reasons if Utah does not emerge victorious, just like they didn't against Oregon. It was like, yeah, Bryson didn't play well, but the whole team didn't play well in that one. So Bryson needs to be on his A game, and I, I think he will be on his A game. I think he's ready to go in this one. I think when you look at this Huskies defense, as we've talked about this week on Locked On Use, there are opportunities for Utah to win on the outside, particularly Maneer McLean and Devon Bailey. I just like what we're seeing from them right now. Money Parks, I think, will continue to catch one to two nice passes, and of course, I expect Landon King to continue to make plays as he's kind of started to emerge and just grow and get more comfortable each week in this Utah offense. So will Utah score offensively 25 points? We'll get to that in a second, but I do want to just continue to talk about the passing game for Utah and Bryson. I think Bryson in this game, I think I'd surprise most of you guys, by the way, with this stat. Do you know Bryson did not throw for 100 yards last week? It was only 161. It's funny how a quarterback's performance can feel more impactful than it really was. And then other times it can not feel impactful as the stats show. For example, I think Graham Mertz's throwing numbers weren't bad against Utah in the in the Florida game, but I, the Gators did only mustered ten points in that one. It was a uh, it was a massive. It might have even been less than that actually. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head now, but like it was just a struggle. Graham Mertz and that offense did not play well. So that's something that obviously we we remember. And it's like oh, the stats look like he played better than he did. Same thing with Bryson last week. It's like oh, he had four touchdown passes. He might have played his best game as a Utah Ute, but he didn't even throw for over 200 yards. That's where the surprising the stats can be misleading. But I do think Bryson goes over 200 in the Washington game. I do not think the Utah ground game will be as dominant. And, 
you know, when you rush for over 350 yards, I just don't expect the Huskies to do that. They're a better defense. They're going to be packing the box. And that's where I think there will be opportunities for Bryson to make some throws and make some plays on the outside. I think Devon Bailey will hover right around that 100 yards, somewhere in between 80 to 100. I expect him to make some grabs over the middle of the field. It would be great to see him continue to find the end zone as he did twice last week. Mentioned Muneer McLean, too. He's a guy I would love to continue to see involved in this offense. And I think Muneer McLean has somewhere in between 50 to 70 receiving yards and then would love to see a big play impact whether it's Mikey Matthews taking a, a screen or just a quick little throw 20 yards or or maybe you know Sione Vaki what he's meant to this team in the passing game because I do expect him to emerge once again in this game I think you just rested him against Arizona State because of how favorable the matchup was for Utah in that contest and then Money Parks I'd love to see Money Parks have like either two plays of 20 yards or a big 40 yard catch I mean it's been a while his best play of the season was probably week one, the very first play when him and Bryson connected on that huge 70-yard pass play. I'm not demanding a 70-yard pass play, but I would love to see a big play for Utah. And I think they need a big play like that if you want to keep pace with an elite Washington offense. The Utah defense is going to do their best, but it's not like Utah is going to hold Washington under 14 points. This is an offense that all season Washington has scored over 40 several times, nearly every time. I think the exception of that being the Oregon game. And obviously they had the fluke games like the Arizona state game, but we've talked about it before, even on yesterday's show with Roman of Washington Huskies, how that was kind of a weird performance because of the flu aspects and all the things that go into that. So I do think that Bryson throws for over 200 yards. I think his receivers all get involved also for Landon King. I I'll give Landon a shot to get somewhere in between that. I could see it being, you know, four catches for like, 30 to 40 yards, but there are a lot of big ones, like multiple third down conversions, maybe a touchdown or two. I think Landon King's that kind of guy who's capable of making a couple of big plays and big grabs each game, and he's ready for this moment. I expect him to step up against Washington. Now, as for the Utah ground game, I think the Utah offensive line, the Washington defensive line is a great matchup. In terms of the pass rush for Washington, they have the edge over this Utah offensive line, but that's where you leave tight ends in, you leave running backs in, you chip on these elite pass rushers like Trice, and two and Zion, I think is the other one's name. I just blanked on, but he was really good against Arizona state last week. So you got to be ready for to go against those guys too. Utah will have some success running the ball against Washington. Their run defense isn't great, but also because they do have some guys playmakers on defensively or capable of stepping up, there's going to be times where Utah gets tackled for a two yard loss. And then you're in second and 12 and then it's, Oh no, Bryson, you got to do your thing. They will run the ball. I can definitely see drives where they'll run the ball two consecutive times and get a first down. Like Andy Ludwig and Kyle Whittingham love to do. That's their favorite offensive play where they can't do that, but it's going to be tougher on the ground this week because of the quality of the Washington defense is improved despite those stats being middle of the pack. But I do like if Utah can get their push offensive line wise to the second level, that's where I like some of those rushing lanes to be opened up. So I'm going to say Jaquindon does not eclipse 100 in this game. I think he'll get close. I think he'll be in the 80s. And I think Sione Vaki has 60 yards rushing. So I think the combination of them will look good on the stat sheet. And Jalen Glover will have a nice run or two in this contest as well. So I think feeling good about the Utah ground game here. And I think that. Utah, because of Jaquindon and Sione's ability to make defenders miss tackle-wise, Utah will still be able to have success on the ground. They will not dominate on the ground, but the best defense for Utah is going to be if their offense can run the ball and keep Michael Penix and that Washington offense on the sideline and allow Utah's defense to rest so that they can stay fresh each play because you need to be at your best when you're trying to stop an elite offense. And Washington's offense is the definition of elite, one of the best in college football. So really excited about the opportunity that Andy Ludwig and his squad have coming up here. I'm excited to see the game plan that Andy Ludwig comes up with to try to run the ball, control the clock. And when he's putting those disadvantageous situations, What's he going to do with Bryson Barnes? Is Bryson going to step up? Is he going to make the big-time throws? He's shown that ability, and I should mention this also with Bryson too. I think he will have somewhere in between 20 to 
45 rushing yards. I feel like he's going to make a couple of nice plays with his legs as he continues to do each week. He'll get sacked, so that's where some of the rushing statistics will get thrown off a little there. But I do expect Bryson to make some plays in his legs, which will be very welcome for this Utah offense as they're going to try to score over 25. And while I don't think they're going to score over 25, for those of you who watched yesterday's episode, you do know I still think Utah is going to win this game, even as unlikely as it may be. And one of the big reasons I do think Utah is going to win this game is because I think the defense is going to have an outstanding game inside Husky Stadium. We're going to be talking about just what I see in the store for the Utah defense against a Heisman candidate, Michael Penix, elite receivers, Kalen DeBoer's impressive offense in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked on Utes. It's eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What bring ho- brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They have over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You always find exactly what you're looking for and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. I also want to talk to you about another one of our sponsors at Locked on Utes here, and it's UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids, they look to parents to become more financially literate, but parents, they don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. All right, looking now at the matchup between the Utah defense and the Washington offense. Mention it off the top, best against best. So what I love to see, I've talked about it this week on the show. I expect a lot of NFL draft scouts to be in attendance to see how Michael Penix will perform against a dynamic and impressive pass rush. And I should say, honestly, just a dominant pass rush that Utah has. And I do think Utah corners who still do a good job. Once again, the Pac-12 receivers are really good. Pac-12 quarterbacks are really good. So yes, Bo Nix gassed them a little bit. But who is Bo Nix not gassed throughout the season? And I did make a mistake um, when saying that Utah held Oregon their lowest scoring outing. It was actually Washington. I believe who held them to their lowest scoring outing in a, in a loss. Utah held them to their lowest scoring outing in a win on the season, but Washington's defense was a little more successful at home and they've been better at home. Uh, obviously every team plays a little better at home, right? So that's where look, this Utah defense has their hands full. We've talked about Penix. We've talked about Odunes, other receivers, the ground game coming off a strong showing last week against USC an offensive line that Kyle Whittingham has already credited as the best they've seen so far this season. So how will Utah have success against the Huskies? I think the biggest thing that Utah needs to do is get pressure on Michael Penix. And I think they have the guys to do it. I have it listed on here. Will Utah force multiple Huskies turnovers? If Utah does not win the turnover battle, I'd be surprised if they win this game. Just when you compare the two teams, you know, Washington's offense being in such a high class, the Utah defense being good, but you, I, I might feel even a little better about the Washington defense than I do the Utah offense, even though I do think there's matchups and opportunities for the Utah offense to have success. And 
Once again, I predicted Utah to win 24-23. So it's not like I think Utah's marching up and down the field a ton. And I think a couple of those touchdowns are going to be set up off the turnovers. I'm going to predict who I think is going to have those turnovers in just a second here. But that's where I think the Utah offense will need help from this Utah defense because there is going to be times where Jack Bomeister is going to be on the field quite frequently booting the ball because Utah won't be able to maintain those drives. They haven't been able to really all season if you, against the best teams, right? Against Oregon, you only muster six points. Even against USC, impressive showing, right? But you once again, also, you muster under 30 points in that one, too. So that's where in the 20s feels right to me for what Utah will do offensively. But for the Utah defense, I think the pass rush is going to get home a couple times. Pressure-wise, I don't know how many sacks. So I'll go two sacks. Utah will get two sacks in this one. One of them, of course, by Jonah Ellis. And I think one of them, too, as well, I'm going to go with Van Fillinger to get home in this one. Connor O'Toole might be the safer bet with the way he's playing right now, but like like to mix it up a little bit here. We'd love to see like a Tanu Vasa or a Tafuna get in on a sack as well. How does Samote Peppa? This is the time of year last year with these last couple games to go where he was at his best self that was so elite and game-changing for Utah in the middle of their defense. So that's where I'm excited to see how who will step up on this Utah defense. And as for who will step up, I do think Jonah Ellis has a good game. He's going against a a NFL caliber offensive tackle in this one. So they'll win reps against each other. Sometimes Jonah will get home with a spin move. Sometimes they'll use his speed to the outside, strong hands, good pass rush moves that he has to deploy at his disposal. And look, it's going to be a back and forth battle. As I mentioned, I really think that, you know, there will be drives where it's like, man, we haven't heard from Jonah Ellis a little bit. And then it's going to be like, oh man, look at jo Jonah Ellis got into the pocket so quickly and forced Penix to throw it away. And, you know, same thing with O'Toole Van Fillinger, but Utah's pass rush is too good just to allow Penix to have all day to throw back there. So that's where I do think that they'll have some success getting home and getting after him. And I once again, predicting Jonah Ellis to come up with a sack as well as Van Fillinger. I also think this Utah defense, they're one of the best when it comes to stopping the run in college football. And I think they're going to have a really good day stopping the run in this one as well. When you look at Utah up front, I love Tafuna and Tanu Vasa's ability to hold on those double teams. And Damuni and Kareni Reed both playing at a high level right now. I think they'll excel at taking down the Huskies' backs in space. So I don't expect Washington to rush for over 100 yards. Yes, Michael Penix is Michael Penix. Those receivers are on the outside of those receivers on the outside. So I do expect Penix to throw for... 250 to just around 300 yards. I don't see how he's getting over like three, 320 yards either. If you're telling me at 302 yards, I could see that too. But I do think Utah defensively will make some plays throughout this game that allow them to stay in it. And I, I do think there's a good chance that Utah is able to pick off Penix just once because when he's been under pressure, there one of his interceptions earlier in the season, I know what we talked yesterday with Roman and he had the flu, but he did make that mistake under pressure through a really bad interception against Arizona State. And I think he's going to have another one of those moments under duress. Maybe Utah's up because of an earlier fumble, which I do think that Leovani DeMuni is going to come in and be able to punch the ball at one time, forcing a fumble that will say Karene Reed is going to recover. You never know with the uh, with the crazy predictions. I had one prediction come true last week, actually, during the Arizona State game that I was uh, a more obscure one that I was happy about. I can't remember what it was now, but e either way. So, yeah, with this Utah defense going against the, the Washington offense, I do expect them to be able to create an interception because I think one time, on the outside, we're going to see Zamaya Vaughn win one of those 50-50 balls that's thrown up his way. Could be Miles Battle after the nice interception he had against Arizona State last week, but I think Vaughn battling against Odunze, some of those other elite receivers, Jalen McMillan at the time I'm recording this, so questionable, I believe. I, I don't know if he's going to play in this one or not. They don't they don't need him to beat Utah because of how many other elite receivers they have, but having a game-changer like that type of speed on the outside does help and make a difference for sure. So, very curious to see how it's going to end up playing out in that regard for the Utah secondary, who will win some battles against 
these receivers for Washington, and they're also going to lose and get gashed a couple of times. I can definitely see Utah giving up a touchdown over 40 yards in this one just because Odunz or someone got behind them. Once again, it's the best offense Utah's faced so far this season. It's going to happen. They're going to give up big plays, but those two turnovers they force, in my opinion, are going to be one of the key differences that allows Utah to hang around in this game, and I do feel like Utah is going to find a way to win this one. Maybe it's the fact that I talk about Utah football five days a week, every week, and I appreciate all of you who listen that allowed me to do that. But I just look, and I'm just like, I can't pick against Kyle Whittingham. Logically, probably should. Washington is the better team on paper, as we mentioned, but I just look at this Utah defense and the playmakers, and they've already come up with one huge road win. We've seen a Washington team that did show some signs of weakness against Stanford and Arizona State, and I said they get up for big games, so I don't expect them to come out flat against Utah, but... All it takes is a couple turnovers and, you know, another strong game plan by Utah. And I do think that they're going to find a way to emerge victorious in this one because that, that's kind of what they've done all season. Yes, Oregon did not go well and did not go their way. And there is a chance that the Huskies beat Utah badly. But I don't feel like it's a likely chance they beat Utah badly. They should win the game, but so should USC have. So should some of these other games on the season. I mean, going into the Florida game, we talked about it. Florida, if you're just looking at it like, oh, Utah's down their starting quarterback, and they had several other injuries we didn't even know about going into that game. It's like, oh, Florida should beat Utah, even though they're on the road. They didn't because Utah played better that day. These games aren't pay- played on paper, and there's a reason Kyle Whittingham and his team have done so well in big-time matchups over the last few seasons. Yes, of course they've lost some of them, but also go back to the two games against Oregon from two years ago, what they did to USC twice last year. USC already once this year. Yeah, they're not perfect in those games, but I think it's crazy to say Utah doesn't have a chance, and everyone I've seen is giving Utah a chance. Roman even talked about yesterday how you don't want to sleep on this Utah and a Kyle Whittingham-led team because of what they've done, and I'm excited to see the game plan they come out with. Utah, I think, feeling good off the Arizona State game, but I don't expect them to be like riding high, like, oh, we're unstoppable. I mean, just two weeks ago, you got humbled against Oregon, and I think they know the task at hand is a challenging one in taking down the Washington Huskies. So I'm excited for the ch- opportunity that Utah has defensively here. I do think for Utah, I think it'll be Corene Reed this week who leads him in tackles. That was the prediction I got right last week. I just remember, I think I said Leavani Dumuni would lead Utah in tackles, and I believe he did. Also, Utah rolling with those all-whites. I think they look fantastic. So how is Utah going to lose wearing those all-whites, which I don't think they've lost wearing the all-whites this season because I think even against Oregon State, I don't remember them being in white. You guys can correct me in the comments if I was wrong. But I do want to know from you guys, what's your game score prediction? Which which Utah Utes do you think are in for a big outing? It's going to be fun to see. In a second, we're going to wrap up talking about what this win would mean for Utah. And I'm not just talking about in the 2023 season, but I'm talking about in the future of college football. I do want to discuss that momentarily. But first, I want to tell you a little bit more about our friends at Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together. You and I, we get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today I want to chat our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, Rivedo prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. You can go online right now to jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you loved 
or excuse me, if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, you can go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code locked on. It's all caps, no spaces, locked on for $20 off your purchase. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, coming in to wrap this one up, talking about Utah and how I think they're going to, what it would mean for their team if they just get a win against Washington. It's going to be very challenging to do so. And yes, I'm sticking with my 24-23 prediction. I think it's kind of one of those weird, crazy games where you, those two turnovers for Utah, Utah will score touchdowns on those short drives. They'll get a, they'll get another touchdown at some point throughout the game. And, you know, a big late field goal from Cole Becker is going to be big. I don't think it'll be a walk-off like Becker did against USC, but I do think we'll see a big kick from Cole Becker in Husky Stadium that helps turn Utah's that helps turn the tide in Utah's favor late in this one. But just talk about what a win would mean for Utah. Like, yes, it would keep Utah alive in the the very unrealistic at the moment Pac-12 uh their race for the Pac-12 championship game. It's going to be tough, but I do want to just continue to see this Utah team ranked. You know, they are ranked 18 by the CFP committee. I think if they do lose in this one, they're probably going to drop outside of the rankings. And if they won their last two against Arizona and Washington, I do think that they would end up back being ranked because, and they might still be ranked regardless. Cause obviously if 18 beats five, that's not that bad of a loss. In my opinion, like let's look at LSU's losses. They're ranked. I think they're ranked like right ahead of Utah with just, no, they're ranked behind Utah, excuse me, because they do have those three losses now. But they've lost to Alabama, Florida State, and Ole Miss. Those are all three top ten losses right now. Utah's losses at the moment will be, if they were to lose to Washington, right, would be, or excuse me, ex- even excluding the loss to Washington because we're talking about what a win would mean. But for Utah, they would still have really good losses on their resume. Oregon State, Oregon, two top 15 teams in college football right now. So I do think that this is a Utah team. If they win, they continue to stay ranked, continue to bolster that brand, try to work their way inside the top 15. It's going to be hard to be in the top 10 with three losses, but continue to find ways to win. And it would just be good as trying doing everything you can to try and stay alive in the race for the Pac-12 championship. But more importantly, as it pertains to the future of Utah football, Kyle Winningham can sit in these meetings and Washington is kind of the one team that Utah hasn't beat recently. Pac 12 wise. I think Roman had the record yesterday. I think it was like two and seven. Kyle Winningham isn't against his career, but Utah can sit in these meetings with these recruits. And they're like, you know, all those schools that went off to the big 10, you can point to wins over UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington. And outside of Washington, multiple wins against those schools, those big 10 powerhouse brands that are going over there. So you can come to Utah and beat those teams. It's been proven time and time again. Utah recruits the right type of players for their system, and it's worked out phenomenally for them so far. And I think it's going to continue to work out well for them, even though they do expect to be heavy transfer-wise. Kyle Whittingham has already mentioned for next season, which that's going to be a fun off-season conversation to have examining the transfer portal and see what kind of recruits and players that Utah is looking to bring into their program. But yeah, win for this one would just be big for Utah keeping their playoff, not excuse me, their playoff, but the Pac-12 championship game hopes alive as well as just continue to bolster the brand being like, yep, beat another elite team in the Washington Huskies, a top five upset. Like those are ones heard around the world. Like those are players want to come play for teams that are capable of beating the best too, especially when 
you know, they might feel slighted by the best. Maybe you don't have that Washington offer, but you have an offer from another good Pac-12 school, but you're like, no, I want to go to Utah because they just beat a school like Washington. I want to continue to be that. We know what Utah does recruiting-wise. You can come play right away. You can win, grow and develop your talents, and then hope to go off to the NFL. Utah offers all of those things, and I do expect to see more recruiting bump from Utah, especially if they're able to beat Washington, which I'm still predicting they're going to do, but it's going to be fun to see how it all plays out tomorrow. Utah taking on Washington. We'll see if the 18th ranked Utes can take down the top five Huskies. I look forward to seeing the play out. Drop your final predictions once again below. Thank you for following Locked On Utes all week long. We'll be back Saturday for our, or excuse me, Sunday for our post-game reaction show. And then all next week, we'll be talking about the Arizona game, which is going to be a really intriguing mashup too. But enjoy your college football Saturday. And as always, go. You are locked on. 